The fan base is full of fright, thinking everything is shite. But not to worry, because we're here to enlighten. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined by Will Tiemann's apparently most devoted fan, Kevin Greck, and <laughs> a half Tiemann, if you will, Alex Plum. <laughs> the Tiemann of the podcast. Alex. He got it! <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, how was your week? Uh, I, uh, I have to divulge right up top that it's I It's been listened. divulged. I listened to both games on the radio, uh, driving wow. to have a, a little ski trip. So oh, I don't know what happened. Wow, fucking one percent over here. Good <laughs> lord, Jesus! Couldn't make it out to Klosters in the fucking Swiss Alps. You piece of shit. I went to a place that only my type of people know about. Uh-huh. Um, Mount Holly, really good. Plum, <laughs> <Still good. laughs> how was your week? <laughs> Oh, busy, really busy, really good, really good. We're we are onboarding two people at work tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, I meant to ask you about. We got to talk some other time about your other. So time. exciting, new beginnings, new beginnings, fresh starts, you guys. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you everyone, of course, for listening. Uh, please, if we could ask, share the pod with Spartans in your life. Rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it. Those reviews do really help other Spartans find the pod. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SpartanerScorePod. What about Mastodon and Gmail? Seems like you really gave up on those. Oh, yeah, Gmail. Uh, can't read, can't write, 1855 <laughs> at gmail.com. Oh, you disgust me. Remember that, right. that moment that everyone thought Mastodon was going to be a thing, and then they, no. they checked out Mastodon, and they were like, oh, no, I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> it's not ready yet. This is One of us is still on Mastodon. When's the last time you were on Mastodon? Let me just let me just log into my Mastodon here and look at where Elon Musk's jet is at. Oh, found it. <laughs> all right. Uh, is it that same place that I was skiing all weekend? It's Providence, Rhode Island. Fine. Uh, Greg, since you did the minimum uh, this week, uh, can you can you share with the folks the structure of the show? Minimum is my specialty. Uh, <sighs> yes. So uh, we start on the green ball a wall where football. <laughs> oh, <laughs> start. Still Ooh. doing the most. Yeah. Off to a good start. Uh, great. Well, football always leads except for this week. It's basketball. There's nothing really to talk about with football. Uh, then we are going to go uh, off Grand River. Uh, we're going to hear about some, uh, some stuff, you know, things ah. happening in other places that would be relevant to people listening to this podcast. What could it be? Anything. Then as always, we'll take those sort of questions. All right. Uh, is, did you skip the preview section because you're going to do eight takes to get it done this time? Well, Ooh, do, we need a, do we need a preview? Yeah, I love you when you preview You know what you're games. getting with Iowa and oh, we've already played it. Purdue. Do, well, what do you need? You get Fran McCaffrey. You get a team we've already played. Hop on the Google machine while we're talking here. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's head behind the green wall. And we are, of course, going to lead with basketball. Two games this week. Uh, we had uh, the Rutger come to town. Sorry, Rutger, you lost your S again. Uh, beat them in the Brez 70-57. And then today, uh, Michigan State lost to Indiana at Assembly Hall. It is, yeah, 69-82. Uh, to uh, so let's start with the Rutgers game. 
Um, and and I'll start with saying that I think you know there's there's some good and bad in this game, but this is the first time I saw the team kind of put the boot on somebody that was a worthy opponent. Like yeah. I mean, I mean, we handled Rutgers at home um, and distanced ourselves at the end. Uh, so uh, who wants to go first, TV or Teeman? Uh, let's go Teeman. I'm going to take Teeman on this because you guys are going to outclass me very quickly, even faster than usual. So I, I thought the most important things in this game were point guard play, uh, moving the ball around, a lot of assists on a lot of made baskets seem to really stir. Do you think assists and uh, made baskets go hand in hand? Would you say that you need a made basket in order to have an assist? Th- that is true, but the opposite is not necessarily true. Sure. And there are teams that have baskets without assists. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, MSU has been a team that attempting to do that at times, but this was like a heavy assist yeah. to made basket ratio game. Um, the other thing that I thought was fantastic is that we live in, you know, in pop culture right now, multiverses are everything, right? So we live in a universe. We finally got a good one where Tom Izzo doesn't bench Jackson Kohler for missing a three uh, <laughs> five minutes into the game or whatever it yep. was. And he gets to have his career day over the course of the rest of the game. So I was happy to finally step out of the darkest timeline for just a moment <laughs> and uh, and have that going for us. But Plum, as someone that actually got to watch the game and understood what happened in it, what were your thoughts? I actually think listening to the radio may in fact be the superior way to experience a Michigan State basketball game because at least you get consistent uh, announcing. I mean, mm. you don't have to deal with the fucking, oh, God. Gus. Yeah, what was the guy who did uh, the Indiana game too? He was particularly terrible. Noisome. Uh, Just uh, noisome. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. So that can't be your take. Well, <laughs> uh, wet hay, wet hay. <laughs> uh, for for those who maybe are for some reason joining the pod for the first time, we're of course referring to Joey Hauser. Uh, uh, 13.6 rebounds. Uh, steady exactly. she goes, right? Hey, Balin, son of a bitch. I like Joey, and I always have this season, generally. <laughs> uh, great from the free... Well, you said free throws, right? Uh, he was zero for zero from free throw land. 100%, baby. Gotta love 100%. <laughs> Keeping the, keep the dream alive. I do think you were thinking about... Uh, three for four from behind the arc. Let's do that. That is what I was thinking. No, I just, he's, he was consistent. I mean, the three or four is a great mark. I, he just, he was where he needed to be and he looked good. He was a contributor, um, on the court in a way that I think he continues to be, he continues to be a solid uh, presence, which I think was important considering the absence of Malik Hall. And, and although, distributor uh, for right. four assists in this game too. Yep. Like, I mean, yep. he, which for his position at the four is actually like, yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Um, so we know that Malik Hall takes this team to the next level when he is healthy and playing. He is neither of those things right now. 
Um, although we did some, get some good news, I believe, after this uh, game that I think made us... it was after we recorded, but before yeah, I think that's, this yeah, game. This game, uh, okay. and there's even better news that has come out. I guess right. we'll do a Malik Hall detour between this game and and the, and the next one. Okay. My my only point on this, not to belabor it, just was that it was good to see the team execute. Um, yeah. Sort of on its plan, you could see guys come to the fore, and we'll sort of talk about what it looks like when guys like Tyson aren't fully healthy because we saw the downside to that today, but we saw that we, we actually can handle business when we need to. And a lot of that got, did go through Joey. And then I, the other last thing I'll say is, and this is, I guess that same point, Hogard and Walker looked fantastic together. And that was, I think the first time I, I really felt that all season. I hadn't maybe noticed, I'm sure that it's happened before. I hadn't noticed it before this game where probably because Malik wasn't there, you had Hogart and, Walker working in sync in a unique way. Um, I feel like most of this season, it's been one or the other. You haven't been able to rely on both at the same time. That was, that was true today. Yeah. A fairly even distribution of scoring in this game. So Hogard led the team with 16 second in line was Joey with 13 Tyson with 12 uh, Jackson Kohler with 12 and then Jade Nakins with 11. So, I mean, you know, not, a ton of uh, variance in that distribution, which is, was great to see. It, it kind of ties back to Greg's point, your point, Plum, um, a, a fairly even performance. Uh, the, a, a couple things. Um, uh, so we got off to a pretty slow start in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, this isn't hindsight of the Indiana game because we, we took these notes after the game, but uh, this, it, it, my takeaway from this was that we were in some ways, our, our defense carried us a long way in this game, but that we were, we are not going to be able to survive hmm. an average night with the lapses that we saw at times in this game. So we saw terrible defensive rebounding. Uh oh, that reared its head again later in the week. Yeah, we saw a slow start. Mr. Foreshadow didn't, over here. Yeah, didn't see didn't see a slow start in the Indiana game, but uh, we did see an average night to subpar night from the team. Um, and and so I, while this was a nice and convincing win, and I don't you know like we should be really happy we got it. Uh, it does speak to the fact that there's not a ton of margin error for this uh, margin of error for this team. Um. Also, Jackson Kohler with a career night. And I saw a lot of anointing happening on the old Twitter sphere after Jackson uh, had a great night. That's great. Love Jackson. Yeah. Very happy for him. And yeah, I think day. my take after the game maybe didn't age quite as well as I felt at the time because he had a pretty decent game against Indiana. But, like, I'm not sold yet. Sure. But it was... It, it, all it, all told between the two games, it does seem like for Jackson, the game is slowing down for him. At least offensively, he's feeling a bit more comfortable. Frankly, defensively, he's getting to subpar passable. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I think the one good thing about Jackson is it's very clear he can't jump. Like, I think Tom Izzo made the joke after the, in the postgame that he couldn't jump over a cell phone on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that keeps him out of foul trouble, though, right? Like, not jumping yep. keeps you out of foul trouble. Yep. And so he's at least gotten better at getting vertical. 
being stationary, being in the position he needs to be. And so the game is getting a little bit better for him. Need to see more, but uh, we're in the right path anyway. You uh, you had called out on the subject of Jackson Kohler that this was a, a game where we saw them put kind of the boot down on a pretty good opponent. That was also the case with the reserves in the game as well. Jackson Kohler's in the game. Um, you know, All three Holliman's freshmen played together game. for the first time in this game. Yeah. Uh, so to still continue to pull away from Rutgers while giving relief to the starters was very encouraging at mm-hmm. the time. <laughs> yeah, and and you thought because it, it didn't end up coming to pass because the, the team has played a lot of games in a pretty condensed fashion. Mm-hmm. The, you came away from the Rutgers game thinking, oh shit, some guys got a little bit of rest like that's a really good thing it didn't pay dividends i think there's some complications as it relates to indiana but uh but it you know um you would have hoped that that would have paid dividends at indiana uh the one other thing that i've noticed this is a small thing but joey hauser for as much flack as we all gave him last year as much as we criticized him about being a defensive liability the thing that I've noticed he's gotten really good at is that when he gives a foul, it's a you're not getting a bucket foul. You're not scoring on this foul. Yeah, like because there's nothing more frustrating than the and one foul. Like if you're gonna mm-hmm. do it, do it well. Like how frustrating is it to see someone come down on a guy after he's already released the ball? And it's like <laughs> Yep. <laughs> just do the thing, man. Like yep. you're just you're just doing more. At times more I saw Indiana Joey literally shove somebody. <laughs> Just to be like, nah, we're not doing, we're not doing this. Uh, and and it, like Hauser's defense has gotten better by mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and I don't know that we've given him enough flowers for that in this uh, in this season. So, indeed, indeed. Uh, Should we talk about the other game? Yeah, um, yeah. Should we start with some positives? Well, I guess we should set that. We said we were going to talk about Malik. Real quick. Yes. So Malik Hall. Not as bad as we thought last time that we were recording this pod. In fact, we heard from, you know, media Tom members. Next morning. Uh, yeah, well, we heard from Tom Izzo himself the next morning that it's not as bad as he said earlier. Great. Hmm. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Why don't you think about can't read, can't write next time you say the world is falling for Malik Hall, huh? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Then media members on the ground in Assembly Hall you know, have Malik Hall, you know, participating in shoot around being dressed and participating in shoot. And he practiced yesterday. Yes. So very good indication, but still when he does not play and as we will come to find out, Tyson Walker has a non COVID related illness. He has a stomach bug and can't keep food down. <laughs> uh, it's going to be difficult. I think to win a game on the road in the big 10, especially one, against a team with Trace Jackson Davis. So yeah. And that does just not come to pass. a quick follow-up on the, on the Malik Hall. So for those who don't know, Malik Hall had a, a stress reaction. Um, and it, the initial diagnosis was about him being out for the season was incorrect because when specialists finally looked at it, not Olin health center, um, they're like, no, this is, what you're seeing here is inflammation as it relates to the healing process. Mm. And so it Malik Hall seems to be in 
maybe a decent amount of pain, but there's nothing that's, there's no re-aggravation of the injury that's happened. And so Tom Izzo post Indiana talked about injured versus hurt. And it seems like Malik Hall is hurt right now. And, you know, it's, it's up to him to, to be able to say when he's ready to come back. Plum, I hate you. Uh, I, I don't think Alex Plum has, would have any thoughts on, yeah. on a distinction like that. No. Anyway, so, uh, so it's encouraging the Malik practice. It's encouraging you to participate in shoot around. You might hope that you see a bit of him at the Iowa game, which would be way sooner than even our rosiest uh, estimations held the day after we recorded that like, that's way faster of a timeline than anyone ever anticipated. So, right. Um, and you know, maybe one of those things that for a while he just doesn't practice, he just plays. Um, and, and you hope that like, that's enough for pain management, but anyway, Indiana, uh, as I mentioned, 69 to 82 loss at assembly hall. Um, before you jump into it, let me just, I trace Jackson Davis is a fugly individual. We really want to, by the way, he is unhappy looking. I think he is deeply and badly, badly damaged. I have no basis of fact for that other than how he looks and it is unpleasant on the eye. Continue. Uh, so, People who had a good day. It starts with Joey Hauser, 22 points. That's what we'll say. Uh, and then Jade Nakins with 15 points. That's what we'll say. Uh, and then it kind of ends there. Uh, AJ Hogart ended up with 11 points, but went two for eight from the field. Uh, so, meh. Uh, as Greg pointed out, uh, Tyson Walker... Uh, unable to practice before the game, unable to keep food down the day of the game, ended up playing 33 minutes. So if we're really going to give a shout out to somebody, it's probably Tyson yeah. Walker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, four for seven from the field, eight points, uh, you know, four steals. Like let's, let's not sleep on that. But um, it was, a. I don't, you, you all both listened to the game, but so I don't we know. We did. What, I don't know what team in made it seem like, but it felt just not great. Like, you know, and like the team wasn't with it. Uh, AJ well, Hogard sat at the 10 minute mark in the first half. And that's when the, the train really went off the tracks. Yeah. Let's, let's just start with the officials. I was, I was actually really, cause it felt, like are we going to be that podcast that continues? It, yeah! To complain about the officials, guys. I was really trying to avoid doing because it, it felt like two weeks in a row we'd complained about the officials, and I. Well, I'm actually going to complain about them because I'm the one that's consistently defending them, so I feel like I have to. So the, you get to use. So some it's of my. That I'm using that you. Yeah, thank you. Up. That's right. That's right. I'm going to do it. It's my time. My time to shine. Uh, this was an overofficiated basketball game. No one, no one needed that many whistles in the game. Where were we at here? Uh, 10,000. Yeah, a lot, a lot. 20 on Michigan State and 21 on Indiana. I you will say there was... They call that flagrant one at the beginning that it was going to... You knew 
that, and that was exactly what it was. And then from there, multiple double T's because players were jawing at each. I mean, just unnecessary. And if, as Will Tiemann pointed out, and I don't know if this is the case, that was a, a, a point of emphasis in the beginning of the season. They've waited until the end of January to begin to enforcing it, make it with any clarity. So if that is true, horseshit, bad execution, <laughs> fuck off, Larry Scarato. More to the point, though, and I, I got to fight. Can we talk double T for a second? Because I guess. you guys weren't able to see it. Their player had hands in Joey. Joey just talked. Uh-huh. Like, it was not a. It, we were not in double T situation. Like, well, the first foul was on the kid too. I mean, Joey went to the line after that. So, like, it's like I don't. <laughs> also, it's my understanding that once you put hands on someone, it becomes over. You, you yeah. put hands on a man. What, yeah, anything can happen after that, and they're justified. Stand your ground rules uh, in basketball, full particularly in the Cole Center. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I, I think uh, I think Indiana is lucky that something didn't really happen. Really go one. down because it's justified. You don't know the experience that so Joey had growing up on the mean streets of Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Shawana, Wisconsin. You're an idiot. Anyway, over officiated. <laughs> over officiated. No one liked it. So I. That's just the first thing. Did I mean? Izzo had the double bonus at the 10 minute mark. Yeah, it's just not okay. No one thought it was okay. And the referees can't think that's okay. So anyway, annoying. That's one thing I'll say about that. But back to our team's lackluster performance. Can someone fucking throw a toaster at Pierre Brooks in the head? And at time is over playing him. 15 minutes contributed nothing. Well, so your your alternate is contributed some turnovers. Your alternate is Jason Whitens. And, Fine. And on, honestly, Fine. We, may, we may be at that point. Fine. Pierre, I, mean, I just want to read for everybody the player bio of Pierre Brooks. No. No, no I'm going to. I'm going to because someone wrote this and they should be fired for it. A tough, hard-nosed player with a great build. A shooting guard. A scoring guard. Has the ability to shoot from long range. Can play multiple positions. I someone has to be fired. He is not good, and someone have his mother come onto the pod. I need I need someone to yep. defend let's, him. At least let's reach out. At least Mrs. Joey's Brooks. mom instructs him on performance improvement, and it translates. Yeah, get it you want Thomas Kithier's mom situation? Is that really what you want? I think so. I think so. I don't. I, at this point, we have to try anything because more has to come from Pierre Brooks if we're in the state that we're in. If Tyson Walker, who can't keep down solids, played thirty-three minutes today, ah, 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 there. So I'll give the I'll give the 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 sugar and the sour on on Pierre. Like his looks were good today. And the baskets just didn't go in where the ball just didn't go in the basket. And, and like, and that, that happens, but no, but, no it does but, not, not, no, not, not zero times. It doesn't Oh, for five. No, do, do wait, they counted that one where he got a double dribble as a must've. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I wasn't counting. So 
here's the thing, though, and, and Tom Izzo's been pretty clear about this. Pierre Brooks got into great shape over the summer and then lost it. Like, you can... <laughs> You can look at him and you can tell that he's lost it. And and he wound up with an opportunity because Malik Hall went down and didn't do what he needed didn't to do on it. When, yeah. when, it was, when it was not assumed that he would get the chance. Yep. Like, that's the, that's the lesson for... Mm. Like, I mean, football players understand this better than maybe basketball players yeah. do. Which is that your name can be called at any second. Mm-hmm. And well, so I mean, we've we've seen this. But seen my this point is that especially Brooks, a team as injury prone as a Michigan State basketball team, they should all just be fuck. I'm surprised Stevie didn't play today. Anyway, go ahead. But Pierre, it, like, so Pierre took good looks. Ball didn't fall. Whatever. Like, it, I mean, it's not it's not good. And, and for a dude particularly who I think desperately needs to see his fall, shot fall right now, like, I'm bummed for him because I want him to reinvest in the moment he's in because he, he clearly has not invested up to this point. And so uh, for whatever it's worth, Pierre's dad is a coach, right? And like, is a, uh, you're not getting out of this. Like there's not going to be whispers in the ear of transfer, transfer, transfer. Mm -hmm. Please. Can we change his mind? No, no, let's not do that. Like I, Let's not give up on the kid. Have we not learned the lesson of? I have learned no lessons. I I will not. I will not learn the lessons. I want Pierre Brooks to be successful. He has not done what's necessary to be successful. Like, and that that's true. I hope that he leaves this season having learned. Like, you take nothing for granted because he clearly has. He's taken a lot for granted that it just. It would just come. I, 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 let me just say this. I want your take to be right. I have zero faith that it is. Well, and the reason that you're probably, you should feel good in that is because it's effort, effort related, right? Like that's, what's so infuriating about this is that it is, he didn't, it's not try hard, right? Like you, you can forgive the missing shots if you tried hard, right? Like, and you're not seeing, and Pierre Brooks at, I think, 6'6", six, six, should be able to rebound better than he does by yeah. a lot. Yeah. And he doesn't. He at shouldn't all. be, like, the number of times that he got rotated, uh, like he missed his rotational assignment on defense, is infuriating. Mm-hmm. If yeah. I'm seeing it in real time, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, anyway, I think we got questions on Pierre. Okay. He is, infuriates me. But I, kids got a quick release, and we know can make the three. Like, yes. I, I just, yeah. I want, I want him to get there. But it's an effort thing, and that's mm-hmm. what pisses me off about it. But Coaster. it's also not uncommon that we see freshmen that play a lot in the non-conference hit a wall when it comes to the Big Ten season. But he's not this, a freshman, Kevin. Oh yeah, pardon me. He's a sophomore. he's a sophomore. Sophomore. Uh, what else? I want to hear what else Kevin heard from Will. Oh, we, Will. Then we, then we got to talk about free throws. I yeah. was I didn't want to take I, anyone's thunder. I, it, it was after like down the stretch when it got to be like 10 minutes left I was like, well, we're shooting like 50% from free throws and they haven't <laughs> missed. So there's all. a 0% chance that we're getting back into this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're a 68% free throw shooting team. Not today. I, Will team and kept 
name it off. Let us know. And it was just like, and he gets it. And he gets it. No, no. What what, what, is a 69% free throw shooter. That's after today, by the way. And 85 today. What he kept saying was nothing but net. Nothing but net. Shut up, Will. Please, please stop. Please. But it was after the next play hit. The Paul had already been inbounded and (laughs) play had commenced. And then he got around to finally saying what the outcome was. was You you uh, texted the, the group. This is what I was truly shocked by this. You texted the group, uh, turnover on an inbound. And I wasn't there yet in the stream, but it was still more alarming that Will Teeman had gotten there. Be, be the lag. <laughs> yes. That was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Will, you did it. Will. Better than, Will Teeman, better than streaming. We're not getting Will's best anymore. Yeah. You know what Will Team isn't better than? Streaming, generally. Because the Spartan Sports app is a garbage. Bad. And he is personally responsible for it. Bad. So get it together, Will. Get it together in all different ways. Uh-huh. So, uh, I want to check with you guys about uh, how we defended Trace Jackson Davis. Okay. Um, My so- understanding is he got bodies thrown at him. That was how it was described to me. I would say it was closer to a Hunter Dickinson treatment, which mm-hmm. is to say that sometimes it was solo, sometimes it was a dig, sometimes it but was it a came double. From different directions. Yeah. Uh, the difference is, is that Indiana can hit the three. Capitalize. They hit the three better than they normally do. Would they go in this game? Nine for 15, which it's going to be hard to beat a home Any team, team going nine yeah. for 15. Right, from right, three. right. Yeah. So, you know, that's a little difficult. Um, including five for five, I believe in the second half. At one and point, so trace Jackson Davis is say what you want. An elite passer at this point by big 10 standards out of, no the, doubt. Out of the post. No doubt. Um, by big 10 standards anyway. And, uh, and, and so I don't, the, the problem is, is that, you know, it, Someone commented about the number of bigs sequentially that have how many points they've scored on Michigan State. And so uh, Trace Jackson Davis uh, had uh, 31. 31. Um, the 15 rebounds is a little bit more alarming than anything else. But uh, the he, he only hit 50% from the field, which is like 13% lower than his season average. So I don't, I guess my point is, I don't know that the strategy was per se bad that we employed on him. I mean, he, he accounted for 37% of all of their possessions. Mm-hmm. Like it, that is an objectively insane number. Yeah. His utilization numbers are up in the forties, which for, if you don't, Oh, so that's actually low numbers. Well, it, I mean, it, it's extraordinarily high. So to keep him, that far below his season field goal percentage. And it, like you could talk about effective field goal percentage, but he doesn't shoot the three. So it's, it's one and the same for the most mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, four assists, but four turnovers. The re again, the rebounds are disconcerting shot is gored out from the line. Like, I don't know that you look at this game and you say, you did the wrong thing necessarily 
Just to go back real quick on utilization numbers, uh, at 43, we'll round, 43% utilization, it's his highest mark of the season, hmm. which just beat the last game, 36% against Illinois. Before that, he was pretty much in the 30% range or lower, even as low as 20% against Arizona. So they're funneling more offense through him recently. I mean, with their injuries and then Mike Woodson's uh, NBA background, because it, I mean, that's a, in the NBA, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Right? You like, go back to it. Uh, it. Like that's not totally surprising and, and good on them. Like, I, I mean, sure. it worked, it, it, it but it, I don't know. I think I walked away from this game saying we played poorly by, and it wasn't like it was a nightmare. It just not good. And you can chalk some of that up to Tyson Walker being sick, frankly. And then you also say this game more than even the Purdue game or the Rutgers game. This game felt like a Malik Hall makes a huge difference game. Right. Given his size, uh, his ability to cover, frankly, against TJD, he he can cover one through five in this game. And so, you know, I just, this matchup felt brutal for MSU without Malik. And, And it's on the road in Assembly Hall. So for all the chicken littles out here, getting back to our introduction, that are worried about this, the team won the game that it needed to win. And it lost the game that it was probably going to lose to begin with. Under all, you would have loved to win this game. It would have been sure. great. Would have been fantastic. But you Izzo, don't need to win this game to go to the tournament. And you don't need, you know, right. this is a game that a lot of MSU teams drop. Yeah, Izzo after the game uh, commented that he was proud of the way the team competed. I, I think given, I'm proud of the way Tyson Walker competed. I'm proud of the way knowing what we know now. Yeah. Joey, Joey. competed. I mean, the uh, free throws, uh, AJ Haggard, Hogard, sorry, needs to 70 percent. A, a bit of a yip situation happening for him because he's been reliable. He has uh, been. Yep. Joey missed his first free throw of Big Ten competition this game. And I feel like that's when I was like, oh, this isn't we going, lost. This this isn't going well. <laughs> uh, We're doomed. Uh you know, but they they were tied at the 16 minute mark. In the second half, uh, yeah, no, I mean it was great. I mean we led a couple times, like I, 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 I and that's that, that's what frustrates me. Is oh, we didn't talk about it. I, I think it's worth also it, we're timeline wise going way back, but AJ Hogard picks up his second foul at the ten minute mark in the first half on fouling a nineteen percent three point shooter, hmm. and. AJ has come a long way, a long, long, long way to, to be, you know, he and Tyson make up, I don't think it's really debatable, the best backcourt in the Big Ten, but holy shit, man, that is dumb. Especially like, on a shot that you want them to make, to take, and yes. to be like, beat me Obviously, obviously contest, obviously, but like, yeah. why are you trying to block the three-pointer? It just, I, it, like, it was so stupid. So to remove um, yourself from play and to do something like that under those circumstances. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. So anyway, rough game. No one's thrilled with it. Would have loved to have grabbed that one, but the well, let's sky. Not be, 
yeah. not this guy's not falling. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Anything else on basketball we want to talk about before we move on? No, sir. Uh, Kohler was good in this game. He was fine. Yeah, fine. We like him. We like him. You don't. I do. I always have. I love anyone that has an X in the middle of their name because I have an X at the end of mine. <laughs> or middle of mine if you put the full name. What? I did it. I, I can't put that together. Plums. I only know you as Plum. So there, yeah, there's like Plum's operating added? streets ahead of me right now. I don't get this joke. Streets ahead of me. I hate you. Alex. <laughs> Alex. Alex. Uh, Alexander. If yeah. you do you get it now? Yeah, Brandy? I just call him Plum. Yeah. Think about that. Wear right. a kimono. Awesome. All right. Let's talk about Brandon with an E stands with a Z. He's with Gold Star Mortgage. He's our sponsor. Uh, he will help you buy a home if you want to buy a home. And that's what you need to know about Brandon with an E stands with a Z. Uh, look, uh, rates are up, rates are down. There are moments to buy, there are moments to not buy. Uh, the point is that some of you will be in the market. So look, you should vet your rates anywhere, but what we can tell you with confidence is that Brandon is with a reputable company that funds over a billion dollars in mortgages annually. It's a fortune 500 company. It's Michigan based. We can tell you that Brandon is a super consultative guy. He'll sit down with you. He'll chat. He'll, he'll ask you about your situation and put you in the best loan product. And by loan product, I mean he has all of them. So that's your VA loan. That's your FHA loan. That's other loans that I don't know about. That's your conventional loan. Like, chat with him. He will have a financing vehicle that makes the most sense for you mm-hmm. and then compare it against what you, whatever else you get but he's someone you can trust. Brandon's managing a team with over 100 years of combined industry experience, licensed in 32 states, including the entirety of the Big Ten footprint, except for that big corn state of Iowa. <sighs> Dookie corn. Uh, yeah. He's consultative, what? rates among no, the best in the country. Why did I say yeah? Oh, yeah. gross. Yeah. Why'd Dookie you do corn. that? Anyway, uh, give Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z, a call. He's with Gold Star Mortgage. Check him out. Uh, all right, off Grand River. Gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Are we finally going to address this topic? I think we we have to. And right. I'm very curious because there's a lot that's unknown. So this feels like an opportunity for Plum to speculate wildly. Uh, but so we'll, let's start with Jim Harbaugh and the NCAA. Word has come out, Plum's still muted, that... Uh, Negotiations have broken down between the NCAA where uh, they're asking him to admit uh, that he lied and he's saying, no, prove it. And, and which are saying, we did. Proving this is Trump's lying. America, baby. This is well, Trump's so America. That actually was kind of where I was going with this. And I, Greg, you may have said this to me at one point in time. The, the idea that it's... It's really hard to prove like things like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's and and one of the things that I don't know that we're all benefited from, but that Donald Trump taught us was never give just an deny, just never deny. Give an inch, baby. Why do and, it? Why not double down? Like get more. Bring the NCAA burgers from the brown jug, which I don't like. Let's assume it's about burgers because it's funnier that way, but. 
But also, let's not play into this narrative of like the burger is the important thing. The, the burger is no, the important it, thing. It is, it's the lie. No, no, no. It's that's actually no. That's the is issue. The evidence no, no. of the lie. I know what it is, but it's the lie. It's no, no, no. The, it's the dead zone recruiting. We know that. Well, no, no. Which yes, COVID. It's you brought recruits on campus Correct. during COVID. That is the COVID isn't real. He's Catholic. See, that's where you're wrong. The Again. Lord will protect us. The yes. Lord has given us everything that yes. we need. He made them say Hail Marys and our fathers yes. before the meal so that's that it. everyone was protected. Was protected. He might even have done like a, uh, like a full half a rosary or something like that. That's to, right. To yep. do it all. He brought um, Ash with him. It's, it's incredible, you know, because if you're one of the two remaining University of Michigan uh, listeners uh, to this podcast, listeners, do if you're an alum... Those? We know that you believe in COVID. We know that. But your university sure likes to flout the COVID stuff and but sure also cancel really, games when it's convenient. Really likes to take Listen. advantage of the COVID stuff in bad faith at the same time. But, you know, you're just out here doing it right. You know, we're doing it the right way. Remember when, remember when Harbaugh was like, send doctors to our campus to see how we're handling COVID. No one does. <laughs> Who does it better than us? And then the entire athletic department was just like got COVID. Yeah, was the please stop talking. Board was operating as like a, a field unit out in uh, out National on the golf Guard course. Was there. They were relocating from Madison Square Garden with the army over to uh, the God. They're so loathsome. They're what loathsome. a bad faith operating loathsome group of no, people. No, 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 no. This is what the leaders in the best look like in Trump's America. Okay. Mm-hmm. They just they just lead. They just and they're the best. They're they just they're the best at leading. Bestly. In Big the West. Bestly. Here, here in the West. Here in the West, where, where they, they are the, the best. Harvard of the Harvard of the best West. Less. I love them. I love it. I love it. It's great. And you know why I love it? Because A, it's completely on brand for Jorm Formbar. But more importantly, it continues to expose the NCAA for the useless fucking, it it itself is loathsome, powerless, toothless, actionless. Like, quote, our, our our discussions have broken down, end quote. Motherfucker, if you, <laughs> what do you mean it broke down? Yeah, oh, I what? was alarmed by that. Like, what are these what? discussions? How in the fuck do they have equal power to you? You're the yes. NCAA. If you have any, any power or clout, penalize him then. But they can't. They won't because their own labyrinthine rules require years of insane process such that by that point, either... I mean, and this is just me prognosticating. I think will fall, finally call Jim Harbaugh from the NFL. Someone will finally call finally him. have his, done that, which is I mean, could still happen. But either he won't be here, or Ward Manuel won't be here. And if Ward is smart and he's not, he's somehow well, dumber than everybody. Will have found a way to execute some sort of morality clause against this man. I don't know how or why, but well, they haven't talked since May, reportedly. Jim, how Ward. is that even real? 
because of what happened last year or two years ago with all of this, where the university put him in a crappy contract on purpose and then talks broke down and all that. Like things are clearly not well. And Ward has got to be packing his bags because you Santa Ono made it very clear which which side on the Twitter university yep. is on, which yeah. this was a uh, criticism of Santa Ono that I had read before he accepted the job is that dude dude likes to be seen on social media so that will be a bit of a thing um we've had some bad takes on this podcast but one that we have been that's actually asked later on very good at is questioning ward manuel as like an individual as a leader as anything because really all he's done is succeeded in not making things hugely worse but that's entirely aided by how the university of michigan is covered but simultaneously being a piece of shit um yep and the so let's move on on that point yeah let's go to the Uh, other one so uh michigan fires their co-offensive coordinator matt weiss uh who has been under investigation for computer access crimes. I think we should set a boundary here that that could be a lot of things. Yes. Yeah. And we are not going to speculate what that means. We'll find it, out eventually. We, we will find out eventually. And it's not useful to minimize it because it could be something very serious and disgusting. And it's not useful to jump to the very disgusting aspect of it because it could not be that too. Because if it is that, it requires victims, and that's not something that I'm willing to just right, yes, hope for for the purposes of scoring and know, rivalry points. I'll also just say, as in in my law school experience, I, I I did some time with the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District of Pennsylvania, and we don't need to get into those the nuance but for those who are suspecting that it's the worst end of this uh they don't you're gone when that's what it is yeah like there's they execute they they have their evidence they execute an arrest like it is you're you are done and so that's why i tend to and it's and it's federal which is why i tend to suspect it is not that so let's all take a beat on assuming the worst for Greg, you raise a great point. It requires victims that are like in horrific, just hor- it bothers me deeply. And so, mm-hmm. um, so he did something wrong. Almost certainly his, his home has been raided. His computer has been confiscated. Uh, he was placed on administrative leave. Uh, there's some confusion about the timeline. Uh, it's possible his computer was confiscated as early as January 21st to 23rd which would be in the middle of the recruiting signing period, which is just a coincidence, I'm sure. Um, But if that's true, if that's when it was confiscated, it is odd that he coached in the national championship. If Oh, not in the national championship. Oh, sorry. You're right. They didn't make that. that. They didn't make that. Uh, If I'm wrong in that timeline, then that's when the allegations occurred. In which case, it's not necessarily true that you have found out. I'm sure we will find out at some point in time whether they did know. Uh, but to circle this, I think 
interestingly, all the way back to Ward. Because it's it's not been smooth sailing for this department. And it's not been easy action for them. And like it doesn't have to be about Weiss. It doesn't have to be about the burger. It doesn't have to be about Juwan Howard slapping someone. Right. It doesn't have to be about rooting for Mel Pearson to keep his job despite Correct. like sitting on that report. It it doesn't have to be about your car being given to someone who is clearly driving under the influence. It yeah. doesn't have to be about someone having a glitch or a or a gun or going 50 in a residential area. But it's all of those things <laughs> together that make you a worthless piece of shit who's wildly incompetent at their job. And like and you know if you all want to claim to be the flagship university of our state, then fuck off. Fire him. Like, it, this is yeah. wholly unacceptable conduct. If I, you want to be the flagship of our state, which you are not, but if you want to be, then do the right thing and fire him. And then name the reasons. Because it's not that he's bad at his job in terms of operating a profitable athletic department he does that well Mm -hmm. it's the failures as a human being that are unacceptable and by the by not removing the goddamn statue i have to think that that's coming because the president of the university just pantsed him owned you (laughs) just humiliated you in terms of like in terms of like professional etiquette and process like truly just humiliated you as the president being like, I have identified that sports are important on this campus. I have identified that Harbaugh is popular. I'm going to make it known that I did this. This was my job. Me personally. So it's got, well, unless Ona wants a do nothing like guy that isn't going to threaten him in any way in the AD office, in which case, that's what he's got. That's what he's Maybe got. That's appealing. Yeah. I don't know. But he would get uh, so much credit for a hire though. Well, one of the takes, as I said earlier, that I've been most thrilled with is all of the other ADs in the country have got to look at Ward Manuel and just be like, what a joke of a dude. His hires have been unimaginative. Like people would be like, oh, Juwan Howard was unimaginative. You Yeah, because he went to your school. There were no other like no one else was considering him that's why you hired Juwan Howard oh congratulations it worked out for one year um no, like there were consecutive sweet 16 yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I always forget the true measure of a college basketball program number of consecutive sweet 16s at um, any rate we are looking forward to the implosion of the athletic department which is not long coming well, it and, needs pressure in order to implode. Well, it won't. And that it, requires again, accountability from nope, people not, not, at not the university there. itself, Wrong which school. will never happen. That's been nope. demonstrated. <laughs> or requests for accountability from the media. Which, again, I'm sorry, wrong, Graham. Wrong media state. Yeah. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Can, yeah. Can I, because I, in case Graham happens to listen to this episode, which I. Hi, Graham. You're, uh, yes. Uh, the. I, yes. You frequently point out that it's it, the reporters and editors at the Detroit papers oftentimes are MSU alums and that they, they're hardworking reporters. 
the analogy you're missing is like people say the New York Times is a liberal newspaper and the Washington or I'm sorry the the, the Wall Street Journal is a conservative newspaper. Sure. Those newspapers have editorial boards that lean one way or another. And that's the problem with the Detroit papers. It's it's not that your reporters are per se bad who cover the Michigan beat. They're reporters. It's that the people who speak to public opinion, the speak the people who get to speak for editorializing on this are silent. Mm. And, and even and so, if MSU alums are on those editorial boards, we do too good in our J school and they take yeah, the true. steps to, you know, yes, understand their own you know, predilections and then they don't go after the university. But it's, it's, the, it's the Woj, it's the album, it's the, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think Sean Windsor does a nice Not job. Not serious journalists part. continue though. But I think Sean Windsor does a good job. But like, there's not uh, Neo doesn't get doesn't write about this either. Like, people could be voicing a lot more concerns and saying that what's happening there is unacceptable. People who move conversation, and instead it's it's ranting about Mike Valenti being the voice of it uh, on the ticket. Like, the papers could have a role in this, and it comes from the editorial staff. Uh, though I don't know that I expect Angelique to do anything meaningful. <laughs> Um, anyway, all right, let's, uh, that's all we've got for off grand river, Michigan, clean your shit up. I would just prefer to hate you for just being who you are. Uh, let's, let's talk previews. Uh, MSU getting mercifully a bit of a breather, not playing Iowa until Thursday at 7 PM. Greg, you've done a lot of research on this. The fight in McCaffrey. I see. Who needs a research? I'm highlighting my favorite bit of research on the outline right now. (laughs) Oh, so here's the thing. Here's, read it. Read it out loud. <laughs> I'll read everything on this outline. Here's the thing that, that people already know what you're getting with Iowa. They're mm. not going to be surprised to hear the next little bit here from Ken Palm. Ken Palm 35 team. Maybe it's a little higher than usual for Iowa, but not going to be surprised to hear the next part. Offense number five, defense 145. This is a Fran McCaffrey team. They're mm. a glass cannon. They're going to score points. You got to hold them, make it inefficient and and move in that direction. So, you know, we're a, we're a favorite in this game at home. Um, You know, there are things that we should keep an eye out for against Iowa, of course. Um, But they just dropped one big to Ohio state on the road, 93 to 77. I would say that we're a comp to Ohio state. Sure. But they've got dudes. You know, Chris Murray is out here dropping bombs, man. Like, he's pretty good from three. He's just a little under 40%. Two-point efficiency is through the roof, though. Like, he's playing well. You know, you've got the two McCaffreys out here. You got your Connors, you got your Patricks. But what's his name? (sighs) Which one of them is not playing? I think Patrick. Who cares? Who cares? Well... There's McCaffrey's around. <laughs> Let's. I, I think we should be respectful of the reasons he's not playing. Uh oh. He's. Was it computer access crimes? <laughs> uh. I mean, is there? My understanding is just like I'm taking a minute. Is there anything uh, more than that? It, it was mental health. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it was anxiety related, and I don't want to be dismissive of non-sports. Or non-contact injuries, if you will. Um, 
but he, I mean, because he's one of their leading scorers. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris Murray, fun fact, is a mirror twin of Keegan Murray, which I didn't know about this uh, as a thing, but uh, identical twin who is opposite-handed of of his twin. Wow. Mirror, that's where mirror twin comes from. Oh. I'd never heard of this. Interesting. Uh, so he's a freak. Freak of science. Yeah, that's it. That's freak it. of nature. Uh, um, the... Doesn't deserve to, to be alive. Uh, that's 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 the right answer. Yep. Uh, I'm very curious in this matchup who guards Chris Murray, uh, because Malik would be a sort of understandable decision if he was full go, but I could see maybe AJ being the the response in the absence of Malik or a, a not healthy Malik. You think AJ Hogarth's gonna? Guard Chris Murray. Who's got the size? Jade Nakins, maybe. Jade Nakins gonna take it. Yeah, good. That I would feel more comfortable with that than than AJ. All right, we'll find out. But that that would be most concerning to me if it was AJ. AJ shut down Jade and Ivy. Okay, all right. I'm just saying. Anyway, just in the same way that we weren't, the sky was not falling for losing on the road to Indiana. Um, this is, though, a game I would submit that you, you got to win. You got to win one of this, one of these. This is, if I'm looking at the rest of the schedule, there are maybe like three or four games more winnable than this for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's have the team secure this one. Thank you very yep. much. And then we got Purdue at Purdue, uh, Sunday at 1215. Uh, they moved down, I believe, a spot in the Ken Palm. Or well, maybe they, they got they better love defensive. Their, they, there's nothing they like more than winning a close game. It's their favorite thing to do. They just did it against Minnesota. Or no, they trounced Minnesota, but they just did it against Maryland um, today. So Maryland. Oh, because yeah. Maryland's not good. So, you know, things might happen in that game. There were opportunities, as we saw in the first game, played against them, but maybe uh, maybe it happens. But yeah, Mackey, I don't, I don't know. Skeptical. Yeah, but we saw we could beat them, and so you hope the team walks away with a bravado of we need to get them at home. Uh, all right, let's do these Twitter questions, gentlemen. Plum. First up, from oh. listener Mike Jones. Just me, or does Pierre Brooks just not look like a Big Ten level level player at all? Just seems disinterested. Wants to shoot, but that's about it. Does he really want to shoot, or does he feel compelled to shoot because he knows that's the only reason he's on the court, but he also knows he's going to miss because he just doesn't really care? Can I make an ask of listeners, though? Sure. Let's not use the whole name in the Twitter questions as we criticize the players. All right, we can use like a number. That's what you like to do on you Twitter, do like right? A number. I've also tried to use the number sometimes, unless I'm wet hay. But uh, I'm pretty sure that Joey searches wet hay for himself at this point. He's but got at a this wet point, hay Google he knows that's alert. a fan club, uh, yep. it, it, the wet hay club. But uh, I, I, Mike Jones, I, Pierre's got a Big Ten body. Like, it, this isn't a foster lawyer situation where he just didn't grow in. And, like, Pierre has the body to compete at this level. It's This is a, if you want to say disinterested, not try hard, 
Cosine, absolutely. But he has the stroke. He has the he is the quickest release of anybody on this team. Bar none. Like Pierre Brooks could be better than Gabe Brown by a lot if he chose to be better than Gabe Brown. So all right. We'll send that to to Mr. Brooks. Um next up from listener Mike Jones. Uh what are we waiting for to hire Coleman's replacement? Maybe we find a DL coach who likes to dabble as a special teams coordinator on the side. Hmm? I think Tucker did talk about this. Tucker talked about this on the Jack Ebling show this week. Uh, He said that they're actively working on it, like actively, actively working on it. And he said something that uh, I would say in a situation, which is like, we got no, no lack of interested parties, you know? So um, is that what you'd say? Yep. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's kind of, and how I would say it too, with that, the, with a southern with twang for with some that, reason. You, you, what I said was very charming and a very charming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Plum mm-hmm. asking with his face: Has anyone described you that way ever? <laughs> ever. My, my mom says I'm very charming, young boy. <laughs> my yeah. mommy says it to other people about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It it's come in kind of weird how long this has gone on. Usually yeah. the coaching situations are done by now, but I guess recruiting might be related to this. We've got signatures, so it doesn't matter as much. Yeah. I don't know. If Vickerson ends ends up being promoted, I'm going to be annoyed it took this long. Hmm. Uh last up from listener Mike Jones, looked like the team was out of gas for the second half. You guys can relate to the looks of this. Uh, tough stretch of schedule. Can I say F Kevin Warren before he leaves? I want to blame the law lo- and blame him for the loss. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, right? to an yeah. extent, I mean, we, we had tied the game in the second half, so we had, we were winning at points in the second half. So I mean, yes, that's right. To a extent, maybe the last 10 minutes, but I just, I only make that one editorial because back to Izzo's post game comment, you know, being proud of the sort of fight in the guys, despite, Pierre Brooks actively working to sabotage the program. All right. Next up, Shrek hat guy. I hope this is his first time with us. I think so. Hi. Welcome. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Great question for Kevin Greck. Whose development is more important for next season? Brooks, Sissoko, or Kohler? That's actually a great, that's a great question, I think. I, I agree. I'm almost always going to say Sissoko in these cases. Why? Um, just because of what he showed us at the beginning of the season or yeah. because of the fi- Okay. Don't just like because that. of how important he can be for this team and the abilities that he has and what he can contribute. I'm inclined to go, you know, the next one would be like a, like a Kohler because of the, you know, he's young. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to keep with Sissoko because I want this trend to go up and I want him to take pressure off of this team and number of people on it next year. Um, so that, that would be my answer. Uh, what if, what if I would, I wish that I wish I could agree with that fully. I don't disagree with it in my, and maybe this is, unreasonable we've seen a lot from Kohler this season what I'm saying is we've seen a lot of development within the season for Jackson Kohler I would say within the last two games that is true okay all right fair maybe that's fair if that continues apace and we got a big leap in the offseason like we just did with Mandy Sissoko my concern with Sissoko though is that he has flatlined 
after a very early promising start to the season. He's regressed even. And so what my concern is, is that we've already seen the development that expecting there to be, I mean, yes, if, if, if whose development is more important, if, if, if there was something for him to develop into, I'm, I'm not sure there is. And so because I'm not sure there is, I put color in first place. It seems like the kid is actively growing during the season and the off season could do wonders for him. That, that would be my hope. I'm not convinced that Maddie, that there's a there there. So, okay. I, I just, cause it's a great question. It, Greg, to your point, Kohler being able to score, like we're get, looking at an influx of talent next year, young talent next year. We didn't talk about this, but now two five stars. Yeah, I meant to add that to the outline. Actually, well, yeah, they're not uh, different players now; they're just ranked slightly differently. Yeah, we'll Jeremy talk about Fierce it after the McDonald's All American announcements have been made. Yeah, but anyway, uh, Jackson Kohler, if he's able to develop into an offensive force, that takes pressure off of like you want great freshmen, great college-ready freshmen who do not need to be the ones carrying your team. Mm-hmm. Like if you could, can you imagine if Malik and Tyson come back next year with an AJ? Like, can you imagine that team with an influx of freshman talent and a Jackson Kohler, who's maybe not perfect, but better? Yeah. Like, I mean it, but even, even if just AJ comes back, it's great. Anyway, uh, next up, Spartan 18770, similar topic. Is it time to phase in Kohler for more minutes to prepare for March? Here's the thing about all this Kohler love, is I think oh. it's a, a bit of a recency bias. Yeah. Okay, I that's think, fair. A bit? I think <laughs> one week ago, you could have replaced uh, Carson, Carson Cooper for all of these questions, and we would have had the same discussion. So, yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Um, all right. But, I mean... I'm happy it does look the like the game is slowing down for him. That's mm-hmm. good, right? Like, it's nice to see. But let's all pump the brakes. It's just nice. And also, we're, we are already phasing him in. His minutes are increasing, so. Substantially. So, yeah, that's happening. Spartan 18770. Next up, did Izzo feel a lot of pain as he held back that smile Friday night? What smile was this? Will Tiemann didn't tell me about the smile. Oh, yeah, he was... Uh, he was happy at the end of the game. It, it, it was the end of the game. He was the the boot that I described earlier. Mm-hmm. Izzo was pleased. <laughs> Izzo was very pleased. Uh, and it was like, I don't know why he tries to hide it. Because he didn't. Right? Like, I mean. Because he could, he could point at rebounding and be like, ah, rebounding. Ah. Well, that that is a thing. We didn't get a lot of questions on that, or maybe any, but... Ooh. Well, that's because things had happened by the time we came back around again. Finally, from Spartan 18770, did anyone see the Michigan basketball program as the stable one going into the new year? No. Wait, what does this mean? Is Michigan doing the better Michigan than the program? Technically, I think we're tied. They might be ahead of us right now. Big Ten standing. They just lost last week. Yeah, yeah, but I don't care where the current standing. Yeah, are. no, no. I, I I, I, we're all on that. My team over their team every single time. Yeah. No, and I think they would agree with that statement. Um. But the there was a lot of off season talk. I think is ah maybe what this is getting at. Um. 
Next up, Phil, Philip Wallstrom. Any truth to Buddy the Elf being Santa's pick for next U of M AD? Oh, this is a play on the name. Yeah. All right. There you go. It's okay. It's. I mean, I'll give him credit for not going directly at it and kind of like doing an adjacent, you know, kind of like end around play action on it. Philip, um, Philip, we love puns probably as much as any podcast. Uh, be better. <laughs> be best. Be best. Be, be best. Uh, next up from Joe Ashworth. Does Plum's connection uh, contention that, quote, everyone is mad about the refs, so there's no problem make any sense, given that the Big Ten just signed an $8 billion plus media deal you're talking about it baby that's all they care <laughs> about such thing is bad you're, press. you're tuning in tune in to see how bad larry scarato can be with the whistle just eat the whistle right mike jones you just gotta eat the whistle that's all it is i'm not uh, that's that's it joe ashworth comes directly for you and joe listen ne- shut next up, up. Next up, just pump. shut up, Joe. What other billion-dollar organizations do you interact with that you have such low expectations? <laughs> of? You mean the NCAA? Come on, baby. Can I say Henry Ford Health yet? Because I don't work there. Ah! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Fish for MSU is up next. What's the next U of M scandal, and does it involve Jim Harbaugh and cross-dressing? Plum. Uh, uh, uh. Why did it come oh, to me? Michael God, Jones. That's you. Really? Oh, listeners? <laughs> listeners, we so had a disgusting. Is it because I'm wearing a kimono? I don't I even understand. like that. On the podcast. Plum, I'm sorry. If you were to quit right now and just walk off, I would yeah, I would stay in would. solidarity Thank you. with you. Yeah, let's leave. Thanks let's just both care. leave. Listeners, Plum just gave a response to this question that has been cut from the pod. That is. Hence, hence the podcast episode title that you will see. We all referenced a cut. That's a drink for anyone participating in the uh, recant drinking game. Uh, Um, But yes, the next scandal will involve Jim Harbaugh cross-dressing, but not in any way that anyone wants to see. And I have been trying to think of Are there still khakis involved? Oh, there'd have to be. There's, they're just a little the, more blown out of the hips. Yeah, like assless khaki chaps or something. Really, really, really horrible. I mean, God. And like him carrying weights, you know? Something like that, That, too. that video was... Icky. Very, very icky. Most. All right. Next up from Ali, I'm a seven-foot-tall man that the Big Ten has determined is incapable of doing <laughs> anything wrong. What kind of crimes can and should... I commit. I commit. <laughs> well done, you. Really well done. You should start hitting the referees. That's. Yeah, I mean, we, really. We have seen not? evidence that physical violence is on the table. It's in play. Yep. Um, it's in so, play. Yeah. So just you know, do that. You know, do some email. You know, email related crimes or, or computer related. <laughs> what, what? What's the actual term that was used? Computer access crimes. Computer access, computer access crimes. crimes. Yeah. Which also could be very interesting to see what they are next up from the key ski how does it make you feel when someone disagrees uh and polices Polices. with your tweets this is for me oh what'd you do i told keith that he was trying to police my tweets because Uh i merely asked 
whether being 500 meant you got being under 500 meant you got to go to the NIT. It may have been a bit targeted at a school that lost the same day that we won. Uh, but Keith implied that meant that I was more happy U of M lost than we were that we won. Uh, which Keith, I'm sorry. We do this every week for little to no money. Trust me. I'm very happy when Michigan state wins. <laughs> like truly trust me. If you could not so, say little to no money, like we got a brand. <laughs> to keep like this is what bothers me the most. Well, in all people of got after us when you said uh, we're alums that people would be very proud of. Yes, that's so true. I'm including I'm my family keep... members at Christmas that were like, oh, I hear someone's an alum that other universities would be proud to have. We'll be so keeping an eye on what's underneath the tree this year. So, Keith, it's merely that I tried to get a joke off. That's all. And I'm asking you to just be chill. I was very happy we beat Rutgers. It's a good team. I was elated. Uh, I would have been more elated if my co-hosts had been more engaged with me as I attempted to discuss the win. Oh, this is done. what it's about. Uh -oh. There was an emptiness that you were trying to fill on Yeah, Twitter and you know what, Keith, I'm sorry. It's because yeah. I have shitty friends, yeah. and, and I came for you. No, honestly, Keith, this is our fault. You know, you were caught in the middle of all of this, and uh, Mommy and I'm Daddy and sorry. other Daddy were fighting. Uh, <laughs> other Daddy, you, oh, you can't call him Daddy. Then the same multiple questions in a row. Oh my God! Oh, is Zaddy better? Zaddy, yes. Thank oh. you. Given Daddy and Zaddy were fighting with me. Uh, next up uh, for you, gentlemen. Uh, this is actually. No, <laughs> for plum. me, is this, this one is for me? Yeah. Super plum. Best restaurant in Michigan. It's still the peanut barrel. Hands down. Everyone can agree there's nothing better than the peanut barrel. Uh, I was Michigan. just thankful you didn't uh, name that shit restaurant in Traverse City that's in the uh, insane asylum or whatever. What? Uh, I didn't care for it, to be honest. I have been it, there. I know what you're talking it's, about. It's good. No. Uh, but I was told that it was elite. Oh. And... I just want Michigan to rein themselves back in. I say this, and I want to acknowledge it in case my sister is listening, because it was for her 30th birthday that we went there. It's a good restaurant. But the Noted. restaurant that you go to for your 30th birthday doesn't reflect on you, though. Well, but, you know, I think it reflects on being a Michigander and how you host guests, and I don't want anyone to be insulted. And I had a lovely time there, but let's not pretend it's Michelin star worthy. Hmm. Great. What fun. Noted. What a fun guy. I, have I will there. say the there is a I mean there I do love <laughs> I'm the worst. I do love Tokoy in Detroit. That's that's one of my I, favorites. So I feel like Detroit would be you there are so many restaurants that I, I read about that are like uh street food adjacent or sort of uh a, a an elevated version of gritty food that yeah, I mean, some places. Uh, like I would love to do a taste. You would think a, a town that hustles harder would be able to to do wow. something like that. Wow. No. All right, I'm just saying that Detroit seems to have a really innovative and fun food scene. Yeah, like, it is. You should no, 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 it scene. is fun. It is fun. You should come, come, stay with us, please, please come. <laughs> Next up, last up from Mikitsky <laughs> for Jones. Last book you read? Uh, it is either false. Can't read. Can't write. Next yeah. up, Thomas Sambiasi. 
<laughs> you can answer it. Sorry. It's, I I don't. It's either GDPR for dummies, or uh, uh, a, a shitty uh, uh, Jack Reacher book. Like, yeah, you read those? They're oh yeah, they're so much. They're so much fun. Yeah, but I, I I read the one with uh, Jack uh, uh, Lee Child and his dumbass son because they're trying to hand the brand off to his son, and his son is it, son's fumbling that baton. <laughs> Okay. Born with it's no a hands. Real, it's a real Don Junior. I'm sorry, Donald Trump to Eric Junior situation. And by Eric Junior, the Junior was included on purpose because clearly, just a total twat. Wonderful. Next up from uh, Thomas Zambiasi, will Kohler and Cooper be more important to the team this year or next year? When I'm assuming we'll have a more formidable front court. I think this year is more important yes, because agreed. like they're, they're holding the replacement line. Yeah, they're the it. thin blue line. Yeah. Mm. Right. Mm. Right. Just holding society together is Yikes. my understanding. Of a cap. Thin blue a line. cap. Unpopular opinion. Next yeah. up from Thomas Ambiasi. What's even the point of calling touch fouls? Oh, plum. This is for you. Yeah, there isn't one. There's no point other than you get to blow the whistle. That's kind of fun because it stops the clock. You, you just realize that. Isn't that cool? And they zoom in on you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. TV. And just you get to go not, like do not, something with your hands. 22. It's like you're behind the player. And so it's a sort Touched of, him. you're not, uh, you're not in focus, but you're part of the frame. Always. A lot of touch. Ooh, touch. And finally from Thomas, uh, if the big 10 made a show like drive to survive, should it be about football or basketball? Hockey. I don't, hockey I don't should be about show. hockey. Drive to survive is the F1 show on Netflix. And it is, uh, it is a soap opera for dudes that don't don't want to be caught watching a soap opera of their own. Awesome. It's very dramatized and zero percent about the actual races at all, basically. Um, and I've watched some of it. I spent time on this Drive to Survive fans and just know this about yourself. The answer should be football, though, because it's like way bigger and there's there's lots of drama there. The answer is football. Like Okay. You're going to invent drama somewhere, obviously, make it in yeah, football. Yeah. Uh, particularly with transfer windows now, yeah. right? Like, that's that's kind of analogous to cut season uh, mm. hard knock style, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Dan Hellpepper. On Plum's novelty t shirt, Plum, you somehow are a fan favorite. Uh, I, listen, I'm, I'm likable, affable even. Mm. I think it's because I like the peanut barrel so much. Really On Plum's novelty t shirt, comically offering mustache rides, what is the price? <laughs> Has it been affected by inflation? <laughs> hey, Dan, why don't you slide into my DMs and I'll let you know? But Plum's giving up actually a, a, a lot of money he could be earning because he's leaving it at 69, per, uh, 69 cents. Yeah, it's true. 69 cents to the dollar. Really shooting myself right in the dick on that one. <laughs> I just love that. She really shot himself in the penis on that one. I yeah. just, I don't know why. It's I just mean, funny. it's devastating. Like truly, <laughs> it would be devastating. Yes. Oh like, my god. The population can really relate <laughs> to that statement. So it would be um, a splayed open. It's not also good. just funny sounding. Splayed. So. Not spatchcock. Not spatchcock. Oh, well done. Well done. All right. Because of that, I'm giving you this next one, Michael Jones. Uh, next up from Dan Hellbubber. Some English person, possibly the Astronomer Royal, 
love that. I think the princess Royal has calculated that January 16th is, was the most depressing day this year. But since this is America and it is illegal and immoral for us to care what the English people think or do, when is it really? You're here. Uh, so that's interesting because it's the winter solstice, I, I would say, is probably the worst day of the year, but the day of most optimism, right? Because ah. it is both the shortest day and, you know, every day after that gets a little bit longer. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they don't get longer fast enough. And so mm-hmm. it probably is near that day. I would say last week, so the week before the 16th, was a sort of rough week for me in terms of like, it's just dark. Like the the sort of grind of winter had started to get to me. Um, I don't know, but you got MLK Day that week. Which is a beacon of light. Indeed. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just want the podcast listeners to know that I was over here lying in a weight in the weeds about how the worst day of the year is something about spending time with Mike Jones or doing this podcast or something like that. Jesus and I was ready Christ. to pounce. And then he comes in with being like, last week was a rough week for me. I had a bad day. And then I was like, oh, I can't do it. But I did want to tell you that I was going to do it. So mm-hmm. I still get some points for it, mm-hmm. but not mm-hmm. like. I, I, I'm not an evil guy, you know. At the How many same times time. have you have you criticized me for explaining the joke? <laughs> <laughs> How many times? And me, it's usually sometimes, me. Sometimes explaining the joke makes it better. It, mm. it, it's like is a that fine what they say? Wine that you're describing the mouth feel. <laughs> of the mouth feel. We'll call you the Louis C.K. of this podcast. Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsies. We are on a conference call right now, so it was perfect. <laughs> um, That's the Jeff Tubin of the podcast. Next up uh, from Dan Hellpepper, and of course, uh, right on time here. Forks down, though, right? I would Greg. say yes. Dan Hellpepper, forks down today, forks down tomorrow, forks down until the heat death of the universe. Next up from Keith Johnson, uh, play a little what would have happened. Um First off, what if Max Christie had come back? I would remember that Max Christie was with the team at all, ever. That would would be what would happen if he came back. Even if Max Christie has a successful career, do you think we will really care? I don't think think he comes back. I I think this was like a mutually agreed parting. Like, I don't think he's interested. I don't know that I'll claim him. Yeah. Right? Like, I I mean, because K-9 was here for a year. And I will claim him until the ends of the earth. But like sure. Max Christie could have a magical pro career, and I don't care. Mm. I just don't care. It just it I, I wish you well. Really weird how all of that went down, and uh, it seemed like a guy that had every opportunity last year resented us still for not having enough opportunities. And, I, and by I, the by, AJ and uh, Tyson and. Uh, uh, Jade Nakins, and, and I know Jade Nakins is behind the curve because of his injury, but like has been playing a lot better. Mm-hmm. All of them would set be set behind because of Max Christie. Like yeah. I, I, I don't know that I care. A lot I of like, what I like this team. A lot of what ifs with uh, Keith Johnson thirty two. What if Amani Bates had actually come to MSU? It would have been a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been transferred out. Yes. Well, I think I actually I think it would have been better for him though personally. Oh yeah. So I I didn't sure. get to weigh in on the Max Christie thing. If Max Christie came back that was by design, 
I know if make, if Max Christie came back though, it only would have happened in the context which he had had a personal transformation, a, uh, an attitude adjustment, you know, something would have happened and he, he, cause you're right to the point you guys made. And that's why he is useless, soulless and God forsaken. <laughs> and I wish nothing but the worst for him and the LA Lakers. <clears throat> Imani Bates though, uh, it would have been a disaster for the team, but it wouldn't have been a disaster for the team. I believe Tom Izzo would have kicked his ass off of the team within the first, I don't know, month or so of the program. And it would have been transformational for Amani Bates. It would have been the first time he'd ever truly been held accountable. And uh, God only knows what would have happened to the program because of his father, um, Elgin Bates, Elgin, whatever, who would have, I'm sure, like gone cuckoo bananas as if he isn't already. But I think that's really what Porty Money Bates has needed. But what if Bingham took his fifth year, guys? What if? That what if? I think is actually a decent what if. I like. Yeah. That's that, a more interesting what if to me, I think. I agree. I, I mean, I, I don't think it changes the offense in a substantial way. But it's a five that can stretch the floor. Yeah. And... It's a do we if a we, lot of rim protection. Yeah. Do we see as much Maddie Sissoko growth? Like, is there as much of a mm. role to step into? That's a fair question. Mm-hmm. These do are the you trade-offs. see Jackson Kohler uh, playing at the four a bit more, maybe yep. in, 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 to to spell Joey Hauser, which is kind of where he, I think, he would like to be ultimately. I think it's probably where he should be, but that's not going to happen with. Uh, uh Xavier Booker coming in. Makeup. Yeah. Um yeah, that's an interesting question. I I think the team would be in a better position if Bingham had come back. I think it's fair to say that. Maybe not in the long run. But probably definitely for this year. Uh last up, what if Trace Jackson Davis had committed to MSU instead of Indiana? Depression for everybody because of that face, that sad fucking looking face. You know that I hated Max Christie's face last season. It was the one thing I consistently bitched about because it was always so pouty. Oh, Drake's Jack. Oh, it killed me. Would have we wouldn't be doing me. the pod. It'd be I over. This, be or this would be an, uh, an Alex Plum uh, yep. like tribute podcast, yep. like a remembrance pod because he'd be dead. For having to look at, we just would have put a soundboard up of, of so uh, Alex Plum and all the things he said about Trace, and we just plugged them in <laughs> with a, a, occasional Ryan Day in his eyebrows. Uh, segment. Uh, the greatest hits. Uh, speaking of Plum uh, being so popular, Nate C asks, uh, "It's dry, <sighs> sunny in the mid sixties this weekend. Are all your vacations like last weekend? They are. Is this Nate. like some inside joke that the two of you have now?" It's, uh, it's, uh, who's the, uh, is there one of the rugrat or one of the, who, who, who does the cloud of rain follow everywhere he goes? Is that a, is that a thing? Is that Olaf a has, uh, snow. All right, dad, settle down. Okay. Yeah, anyway, right. anyway, uh, no, they're not all like last weekend, unfortunately, but I wish I was there right now, Nate, buddy. <laughs> uh. Okay. <laughs> Well, I was, I told, I guess I mentioned this last week, right? And I saw him in San Diego. It rained the whole time. <sighs> say more. I'll say less. <laughs> okay, next stop. Let's see. Way too early basketball preseason poll. How high is MSU? Uh, uh, I think MSU. It depends if, on who returns. If Malik Hall comes back, 
which I don't think anyone should assume he's coming back. But if he comes back, I think MSU is a top 10. I agree. I would say if he comes back top 10. I, I agree with that. I Though I do think that's contingent on MSU making the Sweet 16. Yeah. If we don't make the Sweet 16. I that's because don't. that's the true measure of a basketball program, right? That's where yes. champions, are made. champions um, are made. Final question from the Nate C, uh, which I think we're going to skip. I'm sorry, Nate. But next year, potential basketball lineups. Let's chat about them. That's a summer topic. Yeah, come on, man. We're going to fill hours of content with that come come June, July. So we'll just save that. We uh, need to do a better job of uh, asking for segment fishing. <laughs> we, we, like, we need to actually circle back on some of this stuff. But, Nate, that's a good question. Next up from Mamopoly, what's your take on Houston presently being uh, on top for gaming odds to win the 2023 NCAA tournament? And on a scale of 1 to 10, how tired are you of all the online gambling promotion commercials, especially even the great one chiming in? Sheesh! Well, first off, uh, presently... I think Greg wants to clutch his pearls. First off. Well, we, don't, we understand where he has this opinion now. We understand why he makes it, too. Susan, we love you. Presently doesn't mean what you think it does. It means to happen soon, not as in currently. So I think you meant, what is our take on Houston currently being on top? They won't soon be on top. They already are on top. Uh, well, they did just lose today, so they won't so be on top. So maybe you're right in that regard, <laughs> Susan. And Alex, remind yourself of the name of the podcast. Sorry. But uh, do you have more to say than that? I don't. I'm actually with you on the gambling promotion. It's highly annoying to me. It's the only thing I see on Twitter, and I'm very, very annoyed by everything. I'm not more annoyed by it than the State Farm commercials, though. I, it's just a product. I don't know. It's, it's like flashier and seedier in some way. I know that's a value statement. We just were of higher moral character here in that's the midwest that's, that's why that's why other universities would kill for you to be alums yep. <laughs> <laughs> next up from Amopoly, rank these game strategies according to your desired coaching style and did any one of them work strategically for today's game where presumably the indiana game is today slowing down tjd winning with defense for msu and continuing <laughs> dominant guard play well, none of those things worked, it turns right. out. So, but I think that um, the second one would have been the solution. Winning with defense would have been the only answer for today's performance. Yeah, I mean, they shot their gourds out from three. Mm-hmm. They're a good three-point shooting team, and that was still an exceptional performance by them. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, you have slightly better defense, maybe you can change that. Uh, but our guards were not dominant today, like uh, undeniably. AJ was bad. Tyson was sick. Like maybe if you have them working in tandem, it it, it works out better. Yeah, they had a pretty efficient offense today. I think they were 125 points on 100 possessions. So um... I'm I'm not worried about facing that team again. Like mm-hmm. that's a winnable game. Uh, next up, today is National Poke... My belief. Like, do, does your does your family suffer you? <laughs> today is National Polka Dot Day, and polka dots originated on Swiss textile designs. 
Jesus Christ. This I like how it's just obviously copied and pasted from like <laughs> Wikipedia or something. In the 1850s and went by many names, including Swiss Dots. I always call them Swiss Dots. You guys call them Polka Dots. Huh. Yes, because I'm a human being. No, they're Swiss Dots. Swiss Dots. Guys. <laughs> Are any of you wearing Polka Dots or do you favor them favor. when decorating around the home? We have I don't zero. Swiss I'll turn dots. to you for this. We have zero Swiss dots in our home. Zero Swiss dots. How about polka dots? No. Okay. No. I do like to listen to a nice polka. Polka, polka, polka. That's uh, for all the uh, Home Alone fans. Out yeah, there. I was gonna say. Is that? Yeah, a bit I got it. All right. John Candy. <laughs> John good. Candy reference. Good, good, good. All oh right. man, Mamopoly. Do you think this is just like a long? a long con at this point or like a, a troll <laughs> on us mama believe i just want to say that we are closer to uh twitter power rankings than you might think you might want to up <laughs> always, your game always Next. in the back of our mind wait could we could we say we are presently coming to twitter questions <laughs> I'm not saying I'm presently coming to anything. Ooh. All right, next up, Mr. Neurotic Pants. If old people at Starbucks stare at you, do you stare back? Who goes to a Starbucks here? <laughs> of course you do. Plug them! <laughs> I don't think that her, I don't think I've ever seen an old person at a Starbucks. Do, do they know what it is? It's for the young and hip. Yeah, I don't think the old are allowed at oh, Starbucks. Oh, wow. Wow. That's when you know that you've made it old. Uh, it, when you say that it's not for the old anymore. Listen, I don't uh, know what Bigby used to be called. Next up, this week, <laughs> a desperate Tom Izzo calls up Foster Lawyer with some human growth hormone. You'll be hell on wheels. <laughs> Izzo, op- Izzo opens a pizzeria on MAC. My teens may be too small, but my pizzas aren't. Tucker kicked out of Walmart after trying to bring a goat inside with him. It's a highly motivated emotional support goat that reminds me to keep chopping after a tough season. <laughs> Mr. Neurotic Pants, you're back with these bits. This is one of your better ones in a while. This is good. I just don't know where where you fit the where Tucker fits the goat in the blade or whatever. What's oh, the name of his Polaris it. like motorcycle thing? Mm, yes. Is it called a blade or what is it? Who cares? He's just like <laughs> he has like a, a a trailer on the back of it, and there's just a goat in there hanging out. <laughs> anyway. Uh, finally, for Mr. Erotic Pants, why haven't all the details of the tunnel brawl been released? Uh-oh. Were the Spartan sentence as useful trainees? Youthful, also, not useful. Youthful, youthful trainees. Uh, also, what's a computer access violation? Michael, um, you're a lawyer. No, I, I have you. Have no you longer recovering the now. From your bestie? No, he didn't. He chose not to share with me. Oh, okay, that's yeah, too bad. That's too bad. Uh. To my knowledge, everyone thus far has been sentenced as a youthful uh, trainee, which, for those who don't know, means that the the whole incident can be expunged from their record. Uh, it, for those who think that means that it never happened, that's not true. There are certain jobs that they'll never be able to have, um, but it is better than nothing. Uh, we will never have all of the details released because that's not how that works. And, uh, what is a cute computer access violation? Uh, we alluded to it at the top, but it could mean a lot of things. Some of them are horrific. Some of them are still not good, but not horrific. Mm -hmm. Um, so until we know more, it's just 
it, it like not worth anyone's time to speculate. Uh, and it's not doing any service. Like, but I think I'm optimistic that it's not the horrific thing. Can I ask, uh, are personal personnel records, uh, exempted from FOIA at public universities and public places? I don't know why they would be. I don't believe so. I'm just wondering because assuming, I mean, I don't know why that would be the case, but let's assume that prosecutors determine there's nothing to charge. But there's clearly something here that, that was worthy oh, of being would, fired. Would you ever yeah, find we, anything out? Uh, it depends on how they paper things up. Yeah. I mean, like, because it, it, it's got to be in paper. But, you know, if you do it the Michigan State way, then you you ask a third party, hey, can we make sure this thing never gets foiled? Send from my public account. And then you get assured, it. no, no one will ever read this. No and then we all get to read it. Graham, if you're still listening, can you tell Alan... Do better. Do better. Be best. Uh, next up is the Upper Deck Jerk Guy. Greg, what's Gabe Brown doing now? Oh, well, I, I like Gabe's, Gabe's game. And I, I believe... Gabe's Gaben. Yep, Gabe's gaming with the, with the Toronto G League team, right? Uh, the 905? Of course, the 905. 905. Raptors, 905 out of Mississauga. Um, and Gabe, Gabe is gaming. Right? He's doing okay. Um, but, you know, not what we wanted for Gabe at the same Gabe time. Gabe and Cassius are going to be reconnected in short order. Uh, also from the Upper Deck Jerk Guy, how is Max Christie doing in the NBA? He started and then put up the most anemic uh, stat line I've ever seen. A Max Christie stat line, if I've seen. So, and it was a lot of minutes, too. <laughs> Just nothing. Well, it's his defense that kept him on the floor. That's right. It's the defense. That's that right. And then finally, what's the absolute worst take that was given on the pod? Oh. So. Uh, I don't know. It's got to be one of mine. I don't know. We've, um, we've all had some doozies over the years. Yeah. Uh, why, why are you asking Upper Deck? You know the answers. You're just seeing if we know the answers. And no, none there, of us are self-aware enough does, to know that. No, no, no. Well, Greg, what, what do you think is yours? I'll have to. I, I'd have to give this a, a a gander, but I mean, we've all had some bad football ones. Um, yeah, mine is definitely a football one for sure. Um, and I, I think generally because we I get the too position optimistic about the ending of the D'Antonio era. Maybe the writing was a little bit more on the wall there than we were willing to acknowledge to ourselves. Do you think it might just be when Amani Bates committed, and we were very glib about that? Yeah, it could be. I mean, that might be... But in fairness to us, he had not yet been ruined by his father and the decisions that his father made. So For him, correct. Yeah, and once, once all of those happened, we amended our takes. Yeah. I think the, the, the nice thing is we've... I'm sure we've had some doozies, but uh, I don't think we've gone too far out of bounds, generally speaking. So. That's the that's the benefit of being a melt toast boring. Yeah, once once a week helps because even though we're coming off of a loss, we remember we beat number twenty three Rutgers, and that's the point of being once a week. Anyway, gentlemen, uh, a mixed week as I just said, uh, but reasons to be optimistic, I think, still remain. Um, you want a hot take? I don't know that we get there. But I still think this team, you don't want to meet them in March. 
And mm-hmm. so that means that this is a team that theoretically can make it to the final four. I'm not out on that as a possibility for this team. But Sweet 16 is all that matters. And that's, yeah. that's, that's you know it. what, honestly? Define it. it. I'm, I'm going to wipe my hands as soon as we get there. So that's what Fair matters. Enough. Gentlemen, uh, resounding go green. Go white! Go white! 